0: I met Amy like three years ago, four years ago, and um, we were just kind of starting out Little House of Prayer, and she and her husband, Robert, um, come to one of our um, conferences, and Robert is up here just crying his eyeballs out at the front, and we just thought, oh my gosh, this man is so anointed. You know, there's just something, the Holy Spirit's on him, and then we found out he was a worship leader, so then we put him up on the stage, and he worshiped, and we were all just like... Are you kidding me? We're praising the Lord. Thank you, God, for bringing us Robert. Oh. And then Amy, don't the you know? Half. The better half. So Amy um, used to work with um, John Paul Jackson in his ministry. And one of his teachers and, and how long were you with him?
1: Uh, a while. Five years? Oh, four, oh, five.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so she's just an incredible teacher um, about dreams and visions. And so she taught for a couple of years here in the house, and they have moved to Alabama. And Alabama. we are very sad to see them go, but um, we know Alabama is very happy to have you there. We are. I'm so happy to have Alabama. Um, stretch out your hands. Let's pray for her. And she's going to tell us about what happens when we dream. John, you want to pray? Lord, we thank
2: you for Amy tonight. Lord, we thank you for. First of all, we receive her, Lord, uh, just the gift that you've put in her, Lord. It's very unusual in this age. And, Lord, we, we want to understand dreams and visions, Lord, that you've given us. You're, you're speaking through your dreams and visions, Lord. Thank you for sending her here to help us to know our dreams and what they mean. We bless them. We bless her family. We bless all those children. Oh, my gosh, we're up to nine, aren't we? Yes. And uh, we bless her husband back home, Lord. We bless you, bless you, bless you. Amy Coelho. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: That's right. Nine. That's right. Because when I do it, I do it big. If I'm gonna do it, I'm going all the way, right? It is good to be back. I just love seeing your faces and you. It is good to see you. How many of you? Well, they took my introduction, so that's good though. It's more time to study dreams. So we're gonna teach dreams tonight, and what I wanna do is I want to try to run through some basics, um, because I only have you for a little bit. And usually it takes me uh, many hours to teach uh, dreams, and there is years and a wealth of information. Um, Did you know that you sleep for one-third of your life? Raise your hand if you knew that. Wow, Y'all are very smart people, very intelligent. Did you know that? You, You didn't know that one? So if you're 60, you have probably slept 20 years of your life. Now, do you think we serve this God who said, you know what, I'm going to do something with two-thirds of your life. But you know that one-third? I don't know. When some crazy stuff happens. Mama leave that one up to you. You think he said that? No, he didn't because there's purpose, and that's called the ministry of the night season. Which is dream interpretation. And did you know that the Bible, one third of it, covers, reflects, or references dreams? Did you know that? Raise your hand if you knew that one. Raise your hand, John. Raise your hand. Didn't know that one either. And <laughs> that's not good. And so, we have, I mean, it's an interesting correlation, right? And so how many of you dream on a regular basis? Raise your hand. Dream, right? And many of you would say, no, I don't. You know, how many of you say you don't dream? I'm going to say you do. Because did you know that psychologically you can't go more than three days without dreaming? You can't. You would have a nervous breakdown. And did you know that Hebrews, the Hebraic um, tradition, was that if they went more than three days without having a dream, that they actually believed that something was not right with their relationship with God. Because, see, they didn't have the Bible or, you know, they didn't carry their scrolls around, right? Big old scrolls in their back pocket and they're going down the desert. No, what they did is they relied on the Holy Spirit. They relied on their dreams. They relied on, you know, that it it didn't, you know, he didn't, Joseph didn't open the Bible one day and go, you know what? I think we need to head that way. Herod's coming. He didn't. What happened? He had a dream. He had a dream and it saved a lineage, right? Just for the from the guidance. So he was listening and you know what? He took Mary to be his own. From a dream. That's right. And so dreams are so important to God. And if you are not looking into them and wandering and pondering and meditating and wanting and pining after the interpretation of those dreams, because raise your hand if you believe they're giving you guidance. Raise your hand. And how many of you are seeking interpretations daily for them? More of you raised your hands, but you see the imbalance. And so if you say to the Lord, Yes, I believe dreams are true, and yes, I believe them, they're from a message from you, then we have to be faithful with that. You have to seek to understand this parabolic language of God. The New Testament is full of parables, right? Well, parables is the language of Jesus. And parables are dreams. And if you want to know how to interpret dreams, you study the parables, right? Because it's nothing but symbols. And in the Bible, he how many uh, books and books on symbols, right? You've studied symbols, 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 symbols. You write down symbols. You know, symbols for Israel, symbols for grapes, symbols for the blood. It's just symbols, right? Symbols everywhere. But see, we've learned in situational prophetic, because dream ministry and the, the ministry of the night season is just that. It's an extension of the prophetic ministry. And we use dream interpretation several ways. One, for counsel for ourselves, right? God counsels us, guides us, moves us, changes our heart, our character, sanctifies us, releases dreams. Do you know that? He releases dreams and he releases gifts inside of dreams. How many of you have studied Solomon? And then remember Solomon, and what did he ask for? The Lord came to him and said, I want, and he said, I want, you know, this is what I want. And at the very end of that, I mean, it's a long scripture. Have you read it? At the very end, it said, and he woke from a dream. Those were That gift was of wisdom to judge the gov- and govern the affairs of his people were released in a dream. How many of you want the gifts to be released to you from dreams? And we want to understand this language that God is speaking to us in. And all around us is the prophetic. It's happening. There's symbols everywhere. We can look in our daily life. We take it out of the box, out of our box, and we, we look behind the veil. Dreams, there's a veil, right? And dreams release the veil and release the parabolic message of God. So tonight what I want to do is I want to, run through some basics. and It's going to be quick, but I know we're recording it so you can get the recording and kind of go through, but I want to take out some principles. I have studied uh, dreams for about 10 years. I've traveled internationally and nationally. I've taught on dreams for about eight years, and um, it's a very interesting subject. I have learned some stuff, and so I hope I can transfer that anointing to you guys and And release the revelation and ask the Lord to release the revelation and wisdom to you that it will take you to a higher place. And not only that, but it will teach you how to engage with heaven. I want you to learn how to understand the language of the Lord, which is parables. He loves riddles. He does. He loves riddles, dark speech. He loves it. You know why? You know why he hides it? So you come find him come find me. Let's play. That's all dreams are. Come and find me. Let me run after me and let me engage with you. Once you realize this whole world of dreams opens up and he's speaking to us, he's engaging with us and it's fun. And I pray that tonight it's released among you that you will see the most fascinating facet of the Lord, this fun and engaging person that wants to meet with you personally, all right? So let's get down, and then what we're gonna do is hopefully we'll have time to um, do some live and in- dream interpretation because I believe it's better caught than taught. I can teach you all day long all kinds of words, and you'll remember, prob- statistically, you'll only remember about four minutes of what I said, and hopefully it's all the funny parts because I'm really funny, really. I, I, I promise. But don't hit me over the head with a blower. <laughs> I'm I'm sit I sat over here. <laughs> Sweet. Well, what we did um, in our class uh, when I used to teach here, we what about a what, a year, about a year. So I know some people learn something. A little too much sometimes, but. Um, but we created a template, and I'm going to pass these out to you. I think you've got them. Um, I'd rather you not study them while I'm teaching because um, I would rather you just listen to me. So, um, But I'll go over them with you. And and you can, don't write on them because, you know what, I want you to take these home, and I want you to create a dream journal. Raise your hand if you have a dream journal. Great. Amazing. And And then what we'll do is we'll go over some basic principles, and before... I get going, um, we have created an ebook, so I'm going to go over some basics, but I go into more depth on dream interpretation, and this is, was really written um, kind of for the New Age uh, movement, and so it's uh, not heavily, it's got scripture in it, but it's not beach over the head with scripture, but it dreams, did you know that every dream of the Bible actually has a principle in it? It actually has a principle in it, every single dream of the Bible. And we're in the midst of another book, should be, I think, and if I could just get face-to-face with the person helping me edit it, it'd be one more weekend, we'll be ready to go, and it's a Bible study. And in the Bible study, it takes all the dreams of the Bible, and it correlates it with each of the principles, and pulls out the principles, and, and it basically, you start with your dream, and you kind of walk through the principle of it, and you learn how to interpret your own dreams. So um, we have those for sale, is that okay, by the way? Because you're going to tell me no right now. I'm the one with the mic. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so um, we have those for sale. And I think Catherine is here. Is Catherine, are you here? There she is with her hand up. She's got those. And we also have a compilation of dream symbols on an Excel file. We have them. Excel, you can put them on your smartphone. And you just pull it up on your smartphone. And you pull it up and, you know, go to the little symbols and stuff. And you can read it. But it's a compilation. What we have found Um, You know, studying and then um, different peoples We kind of pulled it all into one place so you can kind of navigate through that. But I do want to say that for years I have kind of rejected the whole symbol books and stuff because I'm a strong, strong believer that symbols are that come from your heart, culture, experience, education. Um, I used to teach dream interpretation in a third world country in um, Honduras. We were missionaries there. And if I said a school bus, we would say, "Ah, teaching gift," you know, but you say it there, and it's it's mode of transportation. So um, it's different, different um, cultures and environments. You, your symbols come from your heart, and I can tell you one symbol means something and tomorrow means something completely different. So people, some people I won't mention names text me and say, "What does this symbol mean?" And I, well, it can mean a whole lot of things. Depends on the context of the dream. And, no, it was Matthew. No, Matthew goes, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. You don't have my, no, there's some people I don't give my cell phone to. Yeah. So we have dreams, visions, daydreams, and deja vu. That's right, because how many of you have had deja vu? And how many of you ever wondered, what the heck is going on? What? Did you know there's a purpose for it? you know that deja vu is just the spirit realm and the natural realm colliding it's a glimpse into the spirit realm right and so because and how do we know that because the spirit realm has no time right and how and have you ever gotten to a deja vu and said i've been here before because you have because see it's called soul scripting and God imprinted in your DNA, your destiny, before you were ever created. And so you have been here because outside of time, outside of this world, there is no time. So in dreams, we lift above time and and it's released. And so we we enter into a heavenly realm when we dream. That same feeling is when you're about to drift off to sleep, and somebody kind of wakes you up and you kind of that you feel this whoosh feeling. It's entering into the spirit realm that your body is entering in, and that's kind of that same feeling of déjà vu. Dreams and visions in the Bible were used interchangeably. There's multiple words in the Greek and the Hebrew for them, and uh, the Hebrews used them interchangeably. Dreams were more symbolic; visions are more literal. Um, you remember the scripture? It says, "And your old men's, your old men will, your young men will dream dreams, and your old men will." See, no, your young men will dream visions. Come on, really, Amy? How many times have I said that scripture? <laughs> Good Lord. Right. Thank you, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Brad, thank you. And why? Do you, has that ever question that ran through your mind? Why? What is that whole thing? Well, it's a maturity. it talks about the maturity continuum. And the maturity continuum, the principle or doctrine of the of maturity continuum is that it takes a lot more maturity in the spirit world, in the spiritual realm, to understand dreams, whereas visions are more literal and easy to understand. Your young men are not young men, it's just young in the Lord, young without, without understanding. And so you cannot interpret dreams without the word of God. You can't do it without knowing your scripture. You cannot do it because the symbols are in there. We revert back to the symbolic language of the Lord, and we, the Lord ha, will not give dreams without scriptural reference. I can interpret a dream, and immediately scripture comes to my mind. But you have to be grounded in the word of God, or it will take you way off, and we've seen that in the New Age realm. Most amazing and incredibly gifted people, just their satellites off. They just tuned into another direction. Another little station. we just got to get them tuned into the right station, right? Daydreams, they say daydreams are okay, you're driving down the road, and you get halfway where you're going, and you have no remembrance of how you even got there. It's scary thinking that I just drove, and I don't even remember making that turn or even stopping at that light. How many of you? All the time. And you're daydreaming, and it's, you know, it's kind of scary sometimes, too. And so why do we do that? The Lord gives us daydreams, but one of the scriptures that he founds it on is take captive of your thoughts, right? But God gives us daydreaming in order to empower us. How many of you have gone before a meeting? And before you get to that meeting, I'm telling you, you have gone through that scenario. You've gone through every one of them. What you're going to say never ends up that way, but what you're going to say, I'm going to tell them this and I'm going to do this and this is right. We all, we daydream. It empowers us. It gives us power. It puts the vision in front of us because, see, we're visionaries. We're vision people. We have to see the vision. So we actually, the Lord has given us the ability to put ourselves before us to empower us and give us the anointing to do what we need to do or say or thought. But some of us will misuse it because we don't know what it's for, right? And that can go with any spiritual gift. There's a negative and a positive also in dream interpretation. And so in, day, in daydreaming, we can do that too. We'll misuse it because we don't have an anchor for it. We don't have scriptural anchor for daydreaming. So you just go off in la-la land, and I can go some really ugly places if I don't pull myself back. And, you know, we use that to empower. Them. Before, we, when, we were, when we're taught to teach and stuff, we um, have to go through a rigorous training. Uh, before we even get on at a pulpit, we have to interpret, you know, a thousand dreams Correctly before we ever even go through the training process to be released to teach. And, um, and so you taught to put, you know, yourself, you watch yourself preach. You watch yourself do it because it gives you that power. God has given us the ability to have vision and imagination. It's not for, you know, imagination. He's u- we use it and it can be a tool to get us into our destiny, to walk us through this journey our imagination can get us amazing places but it has to be anchored on scripture take captive of your thoughts clean, li- living a clean life where there's righteousness and holiness and purity right and it'll take us far but sometimes we can act right and do right and read right but our imagination just you know i had it is here for another reason too and one of the things I said, examine my heart, Lord. If there's anywhere, examine my heart. And no, you know, it just—it's like oh, do you, you kind of dodge them when you say it. It's kind of like I want you to examine my heart, but be quiet when you figure it out, because you know, you know. Just, but what is it? It was my imagination. I let myself go into some haughty places, and I let myself go into vain imaginations. See, he says vain imaginations, because there are good imaginations. There is spirit-led imagination, because it drives vision. We are a man of vision, right? So, there are seven reasons we should listen to our dreams. You ready? Turn to Numbers 12, 6. This is going to be a Bible lesson. We're going to, we're going to zip through your Bible. Or you can write it down. Numbers 12, 6. God declared that he would speak through dreams, visions in the Old Testament. What did he say? He said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak to him in a dream. So he speaks to the prophet. Who is prophetic? Raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. Raise your hand. Who's prophetic? You're all prophetic. You have all, because why? Because prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. And dreams are prophetic. Dreams will reveal the testimony of Christ, right? We are all prophetic. You can all boldly walk into that. I release you to walk into the prophetic. Number two, Hosea Hosea 12.10. God declared that he did speak through dreams and visions in the, Old, in the Old Testament. Not only would he, but he did. I have spoken by the prophets, and I have multiplied visions and used parables by the ministry of the prophet, and used parables. Again, what does he mean by that, used parables? He has hidden something from you. He's hidden that pearl, and he wants you to come and find it. He is increasing dreams. And how many of you know that as we walk through these last days that dreams will be increased? Why? Because we're going to need his guidance. We're going to need to hear him clearly and understand the language of heaven. Why? Because the closer Jesus gets, the more parabolic everything becomes. And if you don't understand the symbolism, you won't understand him, right? And to be able to hear and understand and interpret, because I promise you he's still going to speak in parables. He loves it. It's fun. He loves to party and engage with us. He loves it when the lights go on and you have the aha moment of God when, the, when you understand the dream and what he's saying. Acts 2.17 God declares that he will communicate through dreams and visions in the New Testament. And this is for all you people who don't believe in the Old Testament. Don't raise your hand, please, because I have them. They come. You want to tell me dreams are the Old Testament. Here it is in the New Testament. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And again, that's the maturity continuum doctrine. Psalm 16.7, God declares that he will counsel us at night through our dreams. Fascinating, huh? I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. Indeed, my mind, my inner man instructs me at night. That's good. Job 33, one of my favorite scriptures. Rather than our dreams being fatalistic, dreams are calling us to change, so we will not perish. Another avenue of dreams, another purpose for dreams. For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instructions, that he may withdraw man from his own purpose and hide pride from man. He keepeth back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing. Job 33. Job thirty-three fourteen. There's, another, there's a principle in there called the Law of Two, and it's also in Genesis, and it says that the Law of Two basically says that if you have a dream once and then you have it again, it will come to pass quickly. I think it's Genesis 42, Brad, Kristen, help me. I think it's Genesis 42, 42 something, 24, 42 or 24. And in that it says, and it came to pass quickly, and the Lord actually says in there, you had the dream twice because it will come to pass quickly. And ha- so have you ever had a dream twice? Or it's, and and when, you say, when I say twice, it can be the exact same dream, or it can be a dream that um, has the same dream thread or dr- same dream purpose. It's be- the basic anchor and message of the dream is, is saying the same thing. He's saying, I'm coming, and I'm coming quickly. And this will pass. It's the confirmation of two, right? Genesis 15, God does very significant things within dreams. For example, he established the Abrahamic covenant in a dream. Did y'all know that? Did you know that covenant was established in a dream? How many of you want God to establish his covenant with you? A covenant with you. I see that hand. I want God to covenant with me. And I want Him to guide me and make promises to me because I know He won't break them. And He is faithful to see it to completion. And He uses dreams to empower us and teach us and move in our life. And I encourage you, if you are not seeking, the interpretation of your night season i encourage you to seek him to seek him because if you're not having dreams it's for several purposes if you're not having dreams it's because you haven't been faithful with them when he when you stop being faithful with them stop writing them down stop seeking him he'll pull back he'll look for other ways to speak god doesn't only speak in dreams please Hear me. God does not. Dreams are a way of speaking, a way of speaking, and not the major way. It's like this is like a para ministry, like an extracurricular activity. This is like this is when he wants to just have fun on the weekends night, you know. But he has. There is a revelatory continuum, and I'll get to that in a minute. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And God said to Abram, In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, gen, "Saying." And that's Genesis 15, 12. There are also t- over 200 references to to dreams in the Bible. 1 Kings 3, 5, God grants supernatural gifts through dreams. Pay attention. He's releasing things. He may be releasing a gifting just to get through the next season. He may be releasing the anointing to walk through the wilderness. And if you're not paying attention, you're going to have a dry season. But if you're prepared for it, you understand why. He's drawing you in. And he's going to water you through the... Through the desert, but he will release an anointing for a season, he'll release a gift for a project, he will give you things, words of encouragement, he will give you actions, he will give you he gives he gives you something. He's faithful. He's faithful. So summarizing that, the importance of dreams, God has chosen to communicate with mankind through dreams, right? But it's not only dreams. We have what's called the maturity conti- or the uh, revelatory continuum, and if you've been in my classes, you're so sick of hearing that, right? Probably quote it. But there are several ways I teach. Please, we do not steer our ship on dreams. Don't, we don't make great decisions on them. We don't marry people because of them. We don't try to get other people unmarried because of them. We don't do crazy things with dreams. They are a way of hearing from God. What are some of the other ways that we hear from God? Scripture. Scripture. Heavy, heavy weight. That's like number one continuum. That's number one on the continuum. Wise counsel. I'll take wise counsel any day. Dreams are good. Wise counsel is better. It's a fellowship of friends. And a support system. Wise counsel, dreams, scripture. Uh, we have dreams, we have trances. Anything, anyone else? Situational prophetic. Situational prophetic is you're driving down the road and a grocery basket rides out in front of you. This happened to me. And your husband has to stop on a highway and get out and get the basket and take it back over. And we both sit in the car going, well, What was that? And then it happens again comes back out to the highway. So we gotta take it and get it back out again because it fell in. I said up, oh, that was twice, Robert. And so I, because I read behind the veil, I've learned to go, uh-huh, okay, what just what did that mean, Lord? Because I look for symbols in my daily life. Every day. I carry my symbols around with me. They're on my phone and I'm constantly looking at symbols and asking the Lord, what does that mean? When you encounter someone, someone asked me, um, Recently, they got hit by a a car, back, rear-ended, and they were like, I cannot believe I just got rear-ended by by a car. And if you know me and have been around me, I said, what was the name of the person driving? (laughs) Because I I understand that your car got, but that, but why? Can we look further behind that veil? And the person's name was Linda. So you just got rear-ended by beautiful? That's amazing. And so when you start to look at that, and pull that out and looking at names. God loves names. That's why He changed a bunch of them. He loves names. Names are very, very meaningful in dreams. Very meaningful. We always look at names. And in the natural, when we encounter names, my mom has just recently taken, uh, had some other contracts come in and stuff, and thinking four different contracts, the all the lead people are named Larry. Crowned one. You know, very interesting. There's purpose in that. Those things take. You have to pay attention to your surroundings of what God's saying in situational prophetic. So we have have prophecy, words of prophecy from one to another. Scripture, wise counsel, trances, translations, transportation. Those are kind of on the other end. A lot of people don't experience that, but they do happen. Still in the modern day, they do happen. He guides and counsels us through dreams. He establishes covenants with us. He grants gifts, utilizes dreams from from Genesis to Revelation, declared that he would continue them in the last days. When you total up all the dreams and visions of the Bible and all the stories and actions, it's one-third of the Bible, and we sleep one-third of our life. There is no coincidence. Again, reading behind the veil. Five things that will help you to recall your dreams. How many of you are having trouble recalling your dreams? their spirit and they get it's like chasing vapor you wake you wake up and you're kind of like whoa, whoa, whoa. or you tell your husband don't do, <laughs> yeah don't, don't don't talk you're trying to catch up with it because there's no time you're trying to catch up time you're trying to catch up with it and it's like running away from you and you're like no or you don't remember at all and you're in a meeting and somebody says something and it unlocks the dream it's hidden it's sealed The Lord sealeth it in your heart while you are sleeping. And he unlocked it. Something unlocked it. But I want to learn how to unlock it all the time. I want to learn how to unlock that. And so I want to pray over you guys and just release the anointing. But you have to say, you have to say, Lord, I believe in dreams. And I repent for not following and chasing after them. I repent for not looking at them as a worthy method and messenger from you. I repent, Father. And I believe that you send a message from heaven to speak to me, to guide me, and to lead me. I believe. And Father, I release wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding Father, that you would take them into a higher place, a deeper place with you, God. Father, that you would bring them to an understanding, a supernatural understanding of symbols and interpretation. Lord, corporately, we repent, Lord. We repent for not being faithful with our dreams and our interpretations and our hearing, Lord. But speak to us, Father. Speak to us again. Father, I ask that you would move on the people. You would move on each of us. And you would take us into a higher place, Lord, in our dream life. A deeper place. Lord, I ask that you would release revelation, wisdom, knowledge over the people today, Lord that they would have encounters with you in their night season that would surpass experiences that they've ever had. Father, that you would release the gifts anointing from heaven in their dreams, God. Wisdom, I speak wisdom. Wisdom, revelation. And thank you, Father. Well, another way to... Um, recall your dreams, is keeping a journal beside your bed. Because you know what? Actions mean things, huh? Lord, I'm going to put my journal here, and I'm going I'm to wait for you. And I'm going to tell you the biggest test you will ever have with a dream is you will have a dream at 3 in the morning, and he will ask you to wake up and write it down, and you got a moment of choice. It's called a moment of choice, and I have failed so many times. But he's so faithful that he still comes. He still comes. And so we write it down, and we are faithful to write those dreams down. You don't have to, and I do, I tell people all this all the time. You can record it on an iPhone. It just sounds really weird when you listen to it the next day. I promise you, you sound demonized. It's crazy. It's like you, you're listening to yourself, and you're like, wow. It's weird. I don't even do it anymore because it's just It's weird. And so you write it down, and um, you can write down words. He'll speak words. One of his favorite things to do is to take you. There are different levels of dreams, and um, you'll, you know, the first level is, is dreaming and in, entering into your dream realm, and then there's levels where um, angels will engage with you in your dream realm, and then there, then Jesus will actually, you'll have the dream, and then he'll start it over, and he'll walk with you through the dream and give you the symbols with the dream, and let me tell you, there's nothing like you would have that throws you because there's symbols, right? There's just symbols you. You're like, really? Because that's not what I studied, and he'll walk with you through the dream, and he'll talk to you about the dream. Happens. I hear it, you know, once. See, the great part about the levels of dreaming is that you can't do it until you know you can do it, and so you, I give you permission. I give your spirit permission to dream and to ha- and to enter in so deep into the dream realm into the spiritual realm that Jesus encounters you and walks with you in the dream and angels come and move in your dreams. And it see so you open your spirit up to it and then all of a sudden it starts to happen. And I it's so it's so amazing in my classes when I hear the people they're like you're not going to believe this. I had a dream and uh, there was a person, he's not here tonight, but he was um, having a dream, and in the dream, he kept seeing this woman walking away, walking away, and I said, well, next time you have the dream, tell her to turn around, so he has the dream again, oddly enough, it even surprises me still, and he has the dream, and and he says, hey, dream ends, so he's like, I don't know who she is, and so again, he has the dream, and he said, hey, you turn around, She actually turns around, and he can't see her face in this complete basis, but you can learn to operate in your dream. It's called lucid dreaming, lucid dreaming, and we don't do it until we know we can do it, until we've given our spirit permission to do it, and so you can go in and operate in your dream. You can change things around. Um, There was a friend of mine who, there was a, a, she had a, a son who was in a, she had a dream. She was sleeping a Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, she's sleeping. She has a dream. Her son's in a car accident. She, dream, she went to dream classes, says, oh, no, I'm going back to sleep. She goes back to sleep because, you know, you can get up, go to the restroom, come back, and go right back to the same dream, right? You've done that. It's Another level of dreaming. And so she goes. You can go back in to lucid dreaming. Ask the Lord to let you go back in, and you can change the end of it. He gives us the power to change. So he changed the car accident. Hit from behind. An hour later, someone knocks on the door, and uh, her son had been in a car accident. But he wasn't hurt. It hit from behind. And she had dreamed. But she also had a a gift for dreaming. Um, She had a gift for dreaming, literal, things that happen. People have different types of dreams. And 95% of our dreams are about us. It's about me. I can't tell you how many times people tell me, "Oh, but it was so and so was in my dream. It must be about them." Nope, it's about you. Ninety-five percent. Five percent of the people will have dreams for others, and that's determined on your sphere of influence and your level of authority. Pastors, intercessors, prof- pastors and, and intercessors, kings. Nebuchadnezzar. Remember, he dreamed about um, being great and mighty and cut off with a tree. It was actually a kingdom that he was because you have a sphere of influence. Intercessors will often dream about other people. How do we know if it's about us or the other person? A good indication is what's called intrinsic and extrinsic dreaming, right? Intrinsic means that we are acting out in the dream. We are in the dream. People are engaging with us. We're walking through the dream. Extrinsic is you are viewing the dream. You're just watching the dream happen. That can be about others, and not you. If you are engaged in the dream, it is pretty, I never say there's 100% in dreams, because it's always out of the box. So I say that, but 95% of the time, it will be about you. And what are dreams for? Dreams are to reveal its sanctification issues, character issues, emotional issues, things that are heavy on the heart. Whenever you're interpreting a dream, you think, What was I encountering last night? What struggles am I dealing with today? If I dream about an animal, a bear, in the dream, I look and say, how is that bear, what characteristics of that bear are inside of me? Show me, Lord. I always give people the place to to go to the negative first. This is the one place in your Christian walk that you can go to the negative first. Because you want to look and take note. I, I have a self realization checklist. You know, is my motive right? Is my heart right? You know, this got to be. I always look and, and ask, is this a, a, correction, a correction dream? Are you correcting my character? Because I promise you, you want God to correct your behavior in a dream instead of in the pastor's office. Because I know. <laughs> Much better. I pay attention to my dreams now, because I'd rather him do it. He's much more graceful than man. Get eight hours of sleep, because you actually will dream. You'll go 30 minutes, and then you will actually only dream three to five minutes at a time. And then I think the longest you can get is about 15 minutes. But it seems like it's, you know, some dreams just go on and on and on. But that's a time issue again. We operate outside of time. Some seem very short, but they're about three to five minutes. But you want to get a full night's sleep. Um, There are three sources where dreams come from: God, your soul, and the enemy. Very few times uh, does the enemy. In fact, there's only one uh, time in the Bible where it even talks about that, where the enemy can, and that's in Job, where he uh, gave the enemy gave him a dream to cause hopelessness and despair. Um, So we do want to watch out for soulish intentions of other people um, entering into our dreams. I've had classes where there were people dreaming and um, this person had a dream and this person had a dream about that person and they had the same dream. I've been in a counseling situation, going through a very, very hard time at a church and we were asking God to help us get through, help us get through, and he really led us through that with dreams. I mean, he would give us, he would show us what was going on and what was going to happen in the meetings and actually would allow us to hear, like Gideon, hear what was going on in the dream. He would he would allow us to know. And and my husband and I would grab our hands back in O five and Lord give us a dream and and we would have the same dream. We would wake up having the exact same dream. That's weird. That's when I said, Okay, I'm going into the Ministry of Teaching Dreams, because that was unusual. But it can happen, and there are different levels. And when you start paying attention more and more to your dreams, you're going to be busy after this. with The daytime stuff, and now you got the nighttime stuff, and it's going to be busy. But there's grace for it, and it's fun. Seven foundational principles for interpreting dreams. You ready? Number one, most dreams are symbolic. So view them the same way you would view a cartoon. They're symbolic. They're, there's a message behind them. Right, Um, You can develop your understanding of dreams by studying the parables. Go through and interpret the parables. Every parable has an anchor and one message. Get one symbol and get an understanding of it, and you will begin to see. Play Pictionary. That's another way. Let me tell you something. I am probably the most analytical person you've ever met in your entire life, and the fact that I was called to dream interpretation, yeah, it was totally God because I am Just analytical. My husband talks to me in pictures and he's like, Yeah, it's like being on first base, and then you run to second base, and I'm like, Can you just tell me in black and white? Just can you just what? You know, I have absolutely no understanding of like how people are talking in this language. And so I've learned um, it there is a grace and an anointing for it. So if you say, I just can't see in pictures, you can practice playing pictionary coloring. Get a coloring book and color, and while you're coloring, pray and ask the Lord to speak to you. It's amazing what he will say when you're coloring, and it's very therapeutic. Just coloring and asking God because you begin to create pictures and get an understanding for pictures. Number two, symbols will come from the dreamer's life. People ask me all the time to interpret their dreams. And I will tell you this, there is always, always a section in a dream that I will not understand because it is left to the dreamer. All the symbols are pulled from the dreamer's life. If you went and memorized our, you know, anyone's symbol book or whatever, and you can just put symbols together, we can all do that. But it takes the Holy Spirit. Why do we learn symbols? Because they're files. We put files in us. We put files at, you know, as a, as a. Pastor and preacher, I went to seminary. I put scripture in me so that when I needed it, I could pull it out, right? The Holy Spirit pulls it out. So what the Holy Spirit does is you learn symbols, you have an understanding that symbols are not always what you learn, but you understand it, and then the Holy Spirit will take the dream and the symbols and put them together. You don't do it. I don't interpret dreams. The Holy Spirit interprets dreams. And you will have the aha moment of revelation when it happens. Have you ever experienced that? When a dream, when interpretation comes, and you're like, like like, like when you're reading scripture and it just makes sense. It's called, you know, revelation. You know why? You'll have the same feeling when someone interprets your dream. And if you don't, don't accept that interpretation. Not from me or anybody else. If you don't have that spirit of revelation with it, Don't accept it. Keep searching. Keep searching. Because dreams are spirit-to-spirit communication, just like Revelation in reading the Word. We take it from Word form to -to spirit-to-spirit communication. It's the same spirit when you're dreaming, and you have dream interpretation, when someone interprets your dream. So you have to have that aha moment of God where it clicks, where you feel it. There's a feeling that goes with it. So, what so we ask them, what does that symbol mean to you? see, because i've I've taught dreams internationally and in different cultures, I have to ask, you know what what is this dream? what is this So when I say this symbol, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And then they'll be able to tell me, because a piano may mean something different. I will tell you a snake is demonic, right? And probably eighty percent of you would tell me the same thing, right. But if you grew up and your mom was a snake handler and you grew up with snakes and they were okay, they wouldn't be demonic to you, right? So you have to have, the symbols, the interpretation of the symbols are pulled out from the dreamer. They don't come from you. That's where pride enters in. We get prideful because we put those symbols together. And every dream interpreter will face that challenge of pride. And so as long as you recognize that you don't interpret the dreams, the Holy Spirit does, you're good to go. The dream generally speaks of the concerns of the heart which you're currently facing. So ask, what issues was I processing the day before I had the dream? Because God is faithful. He's not, you're not going to be struggling with rent tomorrow, and he's going to be telling you about the ministry you have next year. He could, but generally... What's on your heart is on his. What's on your heart is on his. So we focus on relational issues, emotional issues, spiritual issues, vocation, family, life. They're all manifested symbolically in your dreams. For example, Paul was wondering where to go. Remember Paul when he's wondering where to go? Where do I go on my next missionary trip? you wish your life was that easy? What am I going to do now? Where am I going to go? And what did he dream? He dreamed the Macedonian man was waving this way, right? So that was the principle there is he was wondering where he was going to go next, and God gave him the answer in the dream the next night. That's a dream principle. He cares about what's on your heart. He cares about the ponderings and the wanderings of your heart, okay? That was Acts 16. Nebuchadnezzar was thinking if his kingdom would go on forever and ever in Daniel, right? And the Lord said, no, I don't think so. And he gave him a dream about the the tree being cut off at the root. Once you know the thoughts that that was on the dreamer's heart when he fell asleep, it's much easier to draw out the meaning of the dream. I also um, teach dream counseling. And what dream counseling is, is when you are... Um, ministering to someone, and you're having a difficult time with any breakthrough, and you're trying to, especially when they're, um, they're coming up for healing or anything like that, and you just can't, you're having a hard time with breakthrough on it. I ask them, what was the last dream you had? Usually throws people. But if you find out where the Holy Spirit is working, and you can un- help them unlock that, it'll unlock a whole lot of other things. And so we do what's called dream counsel where they will tell us their dreams, we will interpret it, and then we can get down to the issues, where we can work with what the Holy Spirit wants to work with. Dream counsel. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel He had understanding in all visions and dreams. The meaning of the dream must come from the dreamer. Realize you know nothing about dreams, but through the dependency of the Holy Spirit and the skillful use of questions, you can draw the meaning from the heart of the dreamer. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. The dreamer's heart will leap and witness with a aha. Don't accept anything less. Keep searching. You're close, and it makes sense, but it's not logic we're looking for. We're looking for the Hebraic understanding, which is through revelation, not the Greek understanding of logic and reasoning. Because we were real trained for that. <laughs> Dreams reveal but do not condemn. They Reveal, but do not condemn. Their goal is to preserve life and not destroy it. If you are using dreams to bash someone over the head, to correct them, you are abusing the gift. They come to reveal, and if the ripple effect is condemnation, it is wrong. It is wrong. It does not come to divide. We see that with Joseph. It does not come to divide. There will be jealousy. We see it scripturally with Joseph. You have a dream. You want to share it. You tell people about it, just like Joseph did. And you know where that landed him? But it was scriptural. It was meant to be. We do that because God wants us to get to another place, so he's going to bring us through the pit. But you know, this is so fascinating. Daniel was down there with the... Bread maker and the cup bearer. Communion. Neat, huh? He was down there. God was with him. He was breaking bread and sweating blood down there. I promise you that. But it's for purpose. God will bring justice. But if dreams are if you're using dreams to condemn someone, then You are abusing the gift, and I have seen it all too many times, especially when we get so caught up in understanding dreams, because I promise you, you'll get dreams, and you'll probably get a dream book, and you'll get some dream symbols, and you're off to the races, and everything's about dreams, and it's fascinating and wonderful, and then God will swing you way back over here in this pendulum until you find some balance, because I have met a few people who just go, everything is dreams, and dreams, 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 and make all the decisions on dreams, dreams, dreams doesn't matter how many times you say don't do it. They still do it because it's fascinating. But if there's no balance, there's no balance. It can't all be, there's got to be word and spirit. Can't all be spirit. Can't all be word. It's got to be word and spirit. And we live this life trying to find the balance of that. We've created tons of denominations trying to do it too. People of, who understand dreams is a very, very small group of us. But we've started to see in the Lutheran movement, especially, that dreams are really coming. People are starting to, to gather it. But, you know, we think, oh, we hear dreams all the time. We interpret dreams. We are in a community of dreamers. But we are a very small portion of the, of the body of Christ, very small. Because I tell you, a lot of people will kick you right out of that church if you bring up your dream stuff. I mean, I was asked just recently to start teaching dreams in a Methodist church. That's going to be fun. But we're starting to see a lot more. And we were talking about the the charismatic Catholic movement moving. And I tell you, uh, Robert and I lived in Honduras. And we had, um, we taught dreams there and talk about grasping a hold of it. Catholics. They are amazing. They understand it, they get it. Not like Baptists who want to remove you from their church. We like you, but we'd rather you not come back. (laughs) Never make a major decision in your life based on a dream without receiving additional confirmation. When you look at the revelatory continuum, never, ever make a decision in your life without at least three confirmations of, of the revelation continuum that I talked about. You won't make a move until you get wise counsel. You won't make a move until you have a dream or there's prophetic word spoken to you or prophetic situational prophetic or how about this one? Scripture. It's amazing. Well, yeah, we should get back to that. Scripture. Scripture is an amazing way. And, and can I tell you, let's practice not reading just scriptures, but let's read chapters at a time. It's amazing what you will learn And what God can speak to you when you sit down to read. When you sit down to read, I encourage you to read chapters at a time. Don't read just references and scriptures and pull them out here. You'll get a little bit weird. Just a little bit. And can we all commit to not being flaky? Yeah, when we interpret dreams, let's just not be flaky. The natural interpretation, it's very simple, is usually the right interpretation. We don't have to get weird. Dreams aren't weird. When we interpret dreams, the first dream, the first interpretation, you want to isolate the feeling of the dream. Is it positive or is it negative? Isolate the feeling of the dream. Not all negative dreams are from Satan. Not all negative dreams are from Satan. In fact, how many of you believe me when I say nightmares come from God? Like you, and you didn't even take my class. Nightmares come from God. You're going to stone me, aren't you? Yes, in Job it says, I terrify you in your dreams. You know why? Because the word dream actually, uh, the word dream is, uh, if you speak Hebrew, I'm totally going to jack this up, but it's kalam or kalam or who speaks Hebrew? Get me here. Okay, good. No, nobody here. It's kalam. (laughs) And it actually means to be branded to. So have you ever had that dream where that just won't go away and you remember it like 10 years later? It's branded to you. And sometimes God has to get our, see, He we have a different view of fear than he does, right? He brands things to you. So Nightmares are not always from the enemy. It can be that he's branding something to you and trying to get your attention, right? He brings war, right? What we view as peaceful, nice, and the angelic of God, he brings war, and he makes a point, and he wants to get your attention, now, when you have dreams and faces are changing and you're feeling violated, that is not from God. Absolutely from the enemy. When you feel violated in your dream, there are demonic entities that can and will enter your dreams. One of them is called the incubus spirit. Raise your hand if you've heard. Yeah, okay. And so it's a it's a sexual spirit that will come and try to enter your dreams and cause you and so people will you know they don't want to ask, but they have these very vulgar sexual dreams, and you're a Christian and a believer, and you're like, "What? Who are you going to tell?" You'd be surprised at me. People tell me, <laughs> but but who are you going to tell? You don't want people to know that you're having these dreams, but that, can I? Can I? They're not from you. They're from the enemy. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and he comes to. Um, To bring seed, just as an angel can come and give a gift, so can a demon. Few and far between, Not sometimes people will go through seasons of it. Look at the action of the dream. I call this capturing the verb. You want to capture the verb. What's the action of the dream? Ask the Holy Spirit to show you the symbolism of the action. If your car is going backwards in your dream, you want to ask, what in my life is going backwards? Where am I losing ground? Where am I not advancing in life? So you want to look at the action of the dream. If someone else is driving your car, you want to ask the Holy Spirit, what are the aspects of this person uh there was one time we were doing dream counsel, and the woman tells the dream she has this dream where she kept dreaming of a friend of hers, and we couldn't figure out what in the world was going on with her. Spiritually, we were just trying to pray for her, and she, I said, well, what was the last dream you had? So she tells me, and I said, well, what in that person's life? And she's like, tells me all these wonderful things, but I, something wasn't clicking, and I was like, no, it's something else, and she tells me she's getting a divorce, and I said, ah, okay, it's you're struggling in your marriage. It was a reflection God gave her a dream of someone driving her car who was getting a divorce to say, hey, we're about to work on your marriage because this is what's driving you. And so cars represent what? That what drives you, family, ministry, vocation. If you're going to school, education, what's driving you? So if somebody's, someone driving you, sitting in the back seat, where are you? Maybe there's no driver. It all speaks of what's going on in your life. Remember that actions in a dream are to be viewed symbolically. Once you've used the feeling and the action of the dream to identify the aspect of your life that it's revealing to you, the rest of the symbols will be much easier to identify. So what you want to do is you want to get the action, the, the feeling, positive, negative, then the action, the verb, am I running, soaring, chasing, falling? If I'm falling, where, how do I feel like I'm losing ground? If I'm soaring, what ways am I advancing or coming above my situation? Rising above, overcoming challenges. So you want to get the action, the verb. And then you start at the beginning and you just start asking the Holy Spirit. And guess what? You don't have to take courses on dream interpretation. It's it it's it'll go faster, but you don't have to. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to interpret dreams. The Holy Spirit will teach you. You don't have to go pay the hundreds of dollars to take courses. But just like going to seminary gave me a little bit of a head start, gave me some foundation, some solid foundation. It was wise counsel to learn. It is good, but you if you are busy in your life and you don't have time to go take all those classes, you can ask the Holy Spirit. He will reveal the symbols to you. Now, y'all want to interpret some dreams? Yeah? Real quick, people in your dreams will always represent characteristics within you. Animals will also uh, often represent your emotions. Numbers and dreams are generally exact. Every dream in the Bible where there was a number, it, it literally happened. When we had the, Joseph and the, his, uh, the, the stars and the moon were 11, his brothers were 11, right? Likewise, the cupbearer's dream of three branches stood for three days. It was exact. For the chief breadmaker, maker, the, the basket and the, was three days. The Pharaoh's dream with the seven cows was literal. Dreams with numbers are literal. That's not always the case. Sometimes God likes to mix stuff up. Not just add and subtract, but you want to uh, get this? Do y'all? We're gonna do just maybe two dreams. Do we have time? Yeah, yeah. Y'all can leave if you're ready, but no, <laughs> we are all night long. No, Catherine, you ready? And Laura, you want to write it? So Laura's going to write, and we're going to explain some. Did anyone bring a dream journal? And can I, can we keep it short? I love short dreams when I'm teaching. Just easier on everybody. Don't give me all these flying cars. Because you prophetic people can run me around. Have all kinds of intercessors. Whew. Y'all can have some dreams. Prophetic people just tend, we tend, we tend to, when we're real, when we're just straight prophetic, not prophetic intercessors, prophetic intercessors, we have these long drawn out dreams. I'm like, I have never in my life had a long dream like that. Like, my dreams are, like, like one scene, and it's, like, two minutes. Very direct, but it's like me. So he speaks to us in our own personality. But sometimes these prophetic intercessors, they send me these dreams. Tracy, whoo, it's like, wow. I get lost. All right, so who has a dream? You do. Why don't you stand up? Okay, what we're going to do is you're going to tell the dream, and then we are going to ask you some questions, and you'll clarify if we're wrong or Kind Of draw some, there's a handheld mic right under you. Were you chasing it? Ready? I, huh. I love you. You're <laughs> my favorite person.
3: And pretty straightforward, but I thought, no, let me just, I better check yeah. this out.
1: Good. We, let's start with that one. Okay, let me
3: grab it. I put it in my notes in my my phone. <laughs> okay. I'm Kim. Yes, let me see what
1: August 9th, August 9th, always write down the date, the date means a whole, whole lot. What you will see is that you will actually dream in patterns, you'll dream in patterns. So if you're keeping a journal, you can go back and you will see certain times of a month or a year, you will begin to have certain dreams. Prophetic dreams are, uh, change comes at certain seasons, you'll see in my life, seasons change always in the winter. I always have, uh, or you'll have struggles, certain struggles, so you'll have certain dreams. So always write down the date. The dates can be very, very significant. So always write them down, and you will begin to see a pattern in your dreams. <laughs> you hear this? Sh- tr- <laughs> trust me, I've That's heard them. So is, is there a chance that you could title it for us first? Thank cool. you, Catherine. You are a good student the anointing the anointing and why do we ask them to title because if you ask the dreamer to title the dream they will always give you the anchor so it tells you what you're about what what their focus on it actually will draw out of their heart so if i were to title the dream i would have titled it differently i don't know for because i haven't heard it but The dreamer will always give you the anchor of the dream, and an anchor is what will hold down the dream. Because dreams are spirit, and you can go in all kinds of crazy directions with dreams. They will have, you can hear the interpretations will get crazy. So you'll have an anchor in the dream, and you want to anchor it down, and everything will point back to that. Everything in the dream, all the interpretations will point back to the anchor. Okay, so the anointing. Oh, yeah. Uh, The
4: feeling of the
1: dream
3: intense. You're going to see in a minute. It was it was literal. <laughs> okay. So I'm talking to a group of men and women. We're outside. We are about to go to minister to people. Excuse me. And I warn them not to take anything that isn't theirs. In a way that it seems that I must I must tell them because some of them aren't exactly being 100% honest, like if you accidentally take a pen or something. Not intentional, but just anything. I'm warning them. Everything has to be clear and pure, and they are kind of blowing me off. And then Jesus shows up and tells them that I am right and what I'm telling them and reinforces my authority. And he puts his hand on my head, and in that moment, I feel this intense energy that literally wakes me up from my dream, and, it, and the surge, I cannot explain the surge. I have never felt this in my life. Mm-hmm. The surge is so strong that I'm awake now, my eyes are open, and I'm shaking with this energy, and it goes on for, it must be like 10 seconds, which is a long time for this sentence, and then it's just like, and that was it. Mm. Serge, I'm just—I <laughs> was just feeling the energy, and it was—and sh- then it just stops. So the, the energy stops. I'm awake, and I'm just looking at the wall, like what just happened. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so she had an encounter. She actually was engaged. The Holy Spirit engaged her and encountered her. And usually, when that happens, it leaves a residue—we call residue of anointing—and it will empower you for your next. Project. It's something that he comes to give you to empower you. Like Solomon, when he says, ask me what you want, and he was empowered to walk that out. So we, get, we are touched by the Holy Spirit or angels in a dream in order to move into the next place. you have anything? I hadn't <laughs> up until that point. Um, I, I know. Well, what I was in your life do you, are you feeling intense? What in your life do you feel is an intense place in your life? Because this was August, right? This was like last week. Yeah. 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 What in your life? What surrounding your life is is intense? Uh huh.
3: The only thing is my searching after God and trying to see mm-hmm. what His call is on my life. I know He brought me to my occupation, mm-hmm. and I do, and so I know I'm not called to full time ministry unless He changes that. But uh-huh. I that is full time ministry, by the way. Right, exactly. But you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like I'm I'm going to a paid job, which He called and He told me that back when I got into yeah. that field. And so I'm I'm just he, I'm at the point now where I'm okay. where, where are we going? What do, What are we doing? What's going on? And then this happened.
1: And so in the dream. You are, you have, um, wow, I've never had that effect on anyone. (laughs) They've never ran out yelling. Um, So in the dream, you are telling people that something's not right. Yes, I was telling them to be 100% honest in their dealings. So there's a sense of righteousness, right? Mm -hmm. So you are bringing righteousness. And the Lord in the dream is coming to confirm that, and will confirm that to them. So you don't have to be afraid because he will reveal it when the time is comes.
3: Okay.
1: Because when you call, when you stand to correct someone, it can very be a very intimidating factor, and you may not know it could be to leadership, it could be to others that you're working with. But he is empowering you to bring a plumb line, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry because he's going to come and he will reveal. Who you are to mm-hmm. them. And so he engaged you, empowered you for what's to come. So how would we work that out? How would we would we just go about our day and go, That's cool, Lord? Awesome. What would we do? What would we do after that dream? That's my question. What do you yeah, do? You're like, what, what do you, you do? do? Well, what have you done? Um, I just nothing, nothing. You know, I'm like, nothing. what does that mean? No. Like I I need yeah. some counsel. What what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's for intercession. It's for intercession because you want to, because you're about to be called to be a plumb line. And that's going to take a lot of intercession. He's letting you know I'm about to move you into something. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uncomfortable, but I'm going to be there. And I'm going to pave the way for you. So the, the prayer is, Lord, show me. First, let's repent on where we haven't been righteous and where we've stolen from, stolen, yeah, it's, you always listen to the nuances of the dreamer. Always listen. She said, pen, stealing pencil or stealing a pen or, you know, taking something, just kind of little stuff. Breach of integrity. Mm-hmm. It's that breach of integrity. It's just kind of crossing the line. When you use your personal cell phone at, at work, right, you're stealing time from your employer. Right. 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 Just little bits of integ- in, integrous issues. Because, see, where he wants to take you or them or the next place, they won't be able to get there until they've overcome what we call private victories. Mm-hmm. You can't have a public victory until you've had a private victory. Right. You have to have several private victories to be even able to uphold. David killed the bear, the lion, before he ever got to Goliath. He had private mm-hmm. victories before he ever took on a public mm-hmm. victory, mm-hmm. right? That's good. And so, bless you. Thank you. I'm glad better you than me. <laughs> Anybody else? Love to keep them short. Go ahead. We'll work our way. We'll work our way this way.
4: Okay, um I'm Audrey.
1: Hi Audrey. Hi.
4: Um I had this dream end, end of July, I believe, end, end of July, beginning of this month. Do you know what date? Just July. I haven't no. Not okay. In a, I have a journal, but not in this book. I don't know why. Okay. July. Um, in this dream, I was in an airplane, and
1: a. Oh, hold on. What would you title the dream? Um. Holy Spirit. I love one word titles. Makes it so much easier. Anointing, Holy Spirit. That's good. What was the feeling in the dream? What was the main feeling that you had in the dream? Did you wake up panicked?
4: When I woke up, yeah, I felt like a very intense. It was a very strong, intensified feeling. Give me
1: another know. word.
4: Um, it wasn't great. It was more like, I think there was fear in it too. Fear? Yeah. Okay.
1: Fear, intense, uh, intensity, some fear, fear. Um, uncertainty. Yeah. Any other word? Another one. Victory. Victory. Okay, good. Fear and then victory. Yeah, perfect. All
4: right, go ahead. Um, so in this dream, I was um on a flight. I was in an airplane, and um, airplane. there were like two ladies sitting. The flight. Hey,
1: at hold on. Give our writer time to. Sorry. We need to get faster with that. <laughs> Two ladies. I, I
4: talk really fast. <laughs> two ladies sitting where? Um the flight was going this way, but I was facing that way. And I was like kneeling. And there were two ladies to my left and there was one lady to my right. And the um what do you call them? The hostess whatever. They came <laughs> Say that again. Um there you go, the flight attendant came huh. to me to give me water. And um, I was, like, kneeling, and she was pouring the water in my cup. And the water somehow happened to spill on the lady to my right. And she spoke with so much bitterness and anger and was like, you better wipe that off, like, now, like, commanding me, like, wipe that off. So I was like, okay, but out of respect, I just, you know, did it anyway. And while I was wiping it, she was still not content. She was like, you're not doing a good job. Like, like, you better wipe that really, you know, well. But while this was going on, it was interesting because I could still feel in my spirit that these two ladies here, I don't know, I could feel like there was like a demonic spirit in them. And they were like looking at me. And even though they weren't saying anything, I could just sense it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, they began to laugh really hard. And they were laughing at me. Mocking you. Yeah, they were mocking me. That's the right word. They were mocking me. And, um, all of a sudden I just, I got up and I went to, I walked back to the front, um, and there was like a board that was like on the floor in the flight and I just knelt down over there. And for some reason I was talking to my mom all of a sudden. So my mom was right there and I was speaking to her. So I got to my mom, and I began to just tell her everything that just happened with those ladies in the back.
1: How did your mom respond?
4: This is the interesting part. She was responding to me, but while she was responding to me, she was, like, interpreting what was going on. So it was kind of like I already woke up, and I was like, hey, you know, this is what happened. She was like, well, this was what's going on. This why they're saying this, and this why they're saying that. She was just like... It was like my mom, but it wasn't my mom. It was like the Holy Spirit was talking back to me, but it was my mom's face I was seeing. Um, And she was telling me that, you know. So while she was talking to me, it gets crazy. While she was talking to me, I wasn't looking at them. I couldn't see them. I was too far to even hear anything they were saying, but I could hear everything they were saying while I was away from these ladies. Mm. Um, So that's when I think the fear began to creep in, and I was like, Um, and they were saying things like oh yeah she thinks she's so you know she knows everything she thinks she's good they were mocking me and um um, yeah so they were really mocking me and i feel like they were just twisting something good into bad it was kind of like you know she thinks she knows what she's saying she thinks she knows what she's about i don't remember all the exact words but it was not good Mm -hmm. um and then all of a sudden i was in a different scene i was like in this forest place. And I saw three men walking towards me. They were, like, laying down blankets on the floor. But instantly, even though they were men, they had many faces, I knew that these were the same women I encountered in the flight. No, no, no. They were just, like, putting down, like, um, mats and stuff on the floor underground. Blankets or mats? You could say blankets, blankets. yeah. Blankets. There were like trees around, like a forest looking. Yeah. And even though the faces were men in my spirit, I could tell that it was the same ladies. ladies I encountered. Um, And they began to walk towards me. And I just began to say the name of Jesus. And I just extended my arm and I was like, in the name of Jesus. Before, it wouldn't come out, but then I just kept saying it in my heart. And I was like, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And they were coming closer, but I kept saying it. And then I woke up in the bed, and the funny thing is my hands were like right on my stomach, like right here. And I woke up, I don't know. It was You're laying like, hands on yourself. My, yeah, my yeah. hands was like right here. Mm-hmm. And I was like laying down like this. And I was like, in the name of Jesus. And I woke up, I was in Sarah I was like, Sarah <laughs> I spent a night at her house, um and I was like, she was like, audrey, you were you were worshiping. I was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like i was I had just had a crazy dream. She was like, "No, I heard you singing. I was wow. like, that must have been the angels because I was not singing in <laughs> my dream, <laughs> but she said she heard me worshiping, and I well, um, okay
1: well let's let's move on so we can get but So the anchor of the dream would be the airplane, right? The first scene took place in an airplane. So the first symbol that you will always want to take hold of is where were you? Where were you? Were you in your childhood home? Were you at church? Were you in a restaurant? Where were you in the dream? That will anchor you down, okay? So, and it's usually what the whole dream is about, is when you find that anchor, Okay, so this one happens to be an airplane. So what do we know, what do airplanes represent? Tracy, come on. What are airplanes? Pastorita Ministry. Say that again. It can be, if it is a big plane, it can be uh, an, an international ministry or calling. If it is a helicopter, it can be something for the individual but it's definitely something that is soaring in the spirit realm. So it's talking about your your calling, your operation, you're operating in the spirit realm. If it is a domestic flight, it can mean something uh, nat- local, local or national, usually local as um, helicopters, and then you have your planes, which are uh, you know you have international domestic planes. Um so this is gonna this is speaking about her calling and what she's called to that what is going to what is going to rise her above situations But she has water, and water represents what? I love y'all. It does. Water represents the Holy Spirit. That's another symbol in the Bible. So it represents the Holy Spirit. So the flight attendant, what? And usually, if we have faceless people in a dream, it's an angelic encounter, right? So there's a flight attendant is coming to give water, and that water overflows and it spills over but when it spills over there's going to be some people that are not very happy there's some people who are not going to be very happy and they're going to be very demanding actually and in your dream you kind of gave into that trying to be respectful cuz i can tell you're a very respectful person but that may be that may be what the lord's trying to say to you you know because when you do that then what starts to happen you hear the mocking in the words because some of the things you might have to overcome are your thought life, you know, what you think about yourself, um, deficiencies. Let me tell you something. it's nothing like coming up here to stand up here and preach, and right before you do, the enemy wants to tell you all the crap about yourself, you know, that you got to fight through and wade through before you get, you know, to do that because you, there's some issues, you know, the enemy wants to to seed hopelessness and despair in you so that you can't Contain that water, and then tell you what you're going to do with it. Right, and when we talk about right and left, I like to tell people will say, "Oh, well, that means this and that." But what I like to say is, if you're right-handed, it probably means what you're good at in the natural. Anything to your left would be what you're what you need help with, right? Because you need help with right with your left hand or do things with your left, right? Because we we are pretty dominant, so. So anything that speaks to your right would be your your natural, and anything to your left would be talking about the spirit realm. Unless you're left-handed, then it flips, right? So when we say left or right, I had a dream um, where a, a certain person in my life that we had kind of been at odds, and in the dream he opens his. I was up speaking, and I look over, and he's in a he's at the conference that I'm speaking at. And he opens up his uh, blue j- jacket, sports coat, and I nestle in, but it was the left side of his jacket. So there was some, it's, we're talking about spiritual things, and that there was reconciliation in the spirit realm, right? And so we want to take what, we always want to focus on what's our left and our right uh, when that when that comes up. And that's just kind of, that's like going different levels of your dreams and stuff, but... And so after this, so we, we kind of got through that, and we're going to keep it because we can go down that road and get rural, but we're going to keep it short, and so we're going to say that, you know, this has to do with your calling, and there's going to be some there that, um, that the enemy is going to plant there, that, and, he, and it may just be the enemy to demand you around to tell you what you're going to do with your calling, what he wants you to do with it, um, and, and maybe there needs to be a place in you where you say, okay, Lord, Give me the strength to stand up against the mocking spirit. Give me the strength. Because what you don't want to do is give in to it out of respect. Because that, you know, right, because that would not be good. We don't give in to the enemy's camp. And so let's go on down here. So now you walk up. Now the, the interesting part is that she, the plane is going this way, but you're facing this way. Why is that? Why is she facing a different way? Huh? Resisting. Yep. Turning, turning your back, not. Go ahead. Intercession. Oh, that's good, Kate. Um, her spiritual calling when she was on her knees has to do with intercession. Um, when you're on your knees in a dream, your knees, or if your knees hurt, if, you, if you're if you praying for someone and you're having knee, knee problems, Um, the spiritual aspect, the physical manifestation is that they're having, you know, they may not be consistent in their prayer life or they're being called to an intercessory gift that they're not giving into can cause knee problems, okay? So that was a good one. And so you go up to the plane up at the front, right? You go to the front and you're talking to what is your, who is your mother? And moms can represent the church, or the Holy Spirit in a dream you can also represent other forms of authority in a dream. But moms tend to represent um, the this, this soft side of God, which is the Holy Spirit and the, the church, although the church sometimes isn't so, so soft. I like what somebody told me. She's not here, so I'll say it. Sheep bite. I love that. They got teeth. And so, what he did mean for for the church to be soft, a soft place to land. Anything else? And so now, why do we leave the scene from the airplane to the forest? Well, what do trees mean? People, leadership. Trees provide covering. It also can mean Jesus, a tree. Uh, can also mean a kingdom. Remember Nebuchadnezzar's dream where the tree was cut down can, can represent something you've built up, a kingdom that you've built up. But a tree can represent leadership or a multitude of leaders. may mean that you are being called to operate with, in a leadership capacity, so he's going to be moving you into a place. Once you can take this situation and handle it, then, he, then you, get, you get this part and moving you into a leadership capacity. Blankets generally are good in dreams. Blankets are a covering, warmth, a place of refuge. You go and you lay down on a blanket. Blankets are generally not bad. Remember in scripture where he takes the blanket on the four quarters? But you recognize the men there too. So what could he possibly be saying there with that? Why are the three men now, that now were, but have the same form as the woman, but different form? Huh? Could be, could be what? Accusers. Yeah, in leadership. Sometimes I'm just going to let you know in ministry, sometimes leaders aren't all good. We want to be, but we, sometimes we can be pretty silly. And so sometimes you will encounter in leadership there's going to be an encounter and it's good to be forewarned about that because what you don't want to do is put people on pedestals only to find out that we that everyone's really still human and we all make mistakes and and then pull pull them off the pedestal you know so if you go into that that we all wear pants you know and and understand that we all have deficiencies and faults then you won't be offended you won't be offended and that's one of the things that And the key element here, and you can sum this up real quickly. We're talking about a calling, but you have some work to do. And and what God really wants to to characterize with you and sanctify an area in your life is what are you going to allow in your ears? What are you going to focus on? And He's giving you the opportunity. He's telling you ahead of time because it will save you from years of hurt and pain. Okay? Did you have an aha moment? A lot of them? A lot of them? Good. That's good. I did too, and I love it. Thank you. And, and what's really great is that she was laying hands on herself. That's, that's key because God is giving you the anointing and the power to, to speak to yourself and to declare victory. Because remember you said, don't let fear come in because you will get the victory. Great. Okay. Another one? why do more hands keep popping up? I'll stay here all night long, but I do have to fly back at six in the morning, so if my ride wants to get asleep. Let's do yours. You, right there, black shirt. Mm-hmm, you, yep. Well, I will tell you, I don't do third-party dreams, and let me tell you why, because there's a, a an element of revelation that you lose when it's from somebody else, and so it's very difficult um, to do, because I can't ask questions, and and you can't, it, that spirit to spirit, you really can't can't engage. And so it's it's really difficult. Some, yeah, everyone's going like that. You have, you've been kind of like this. Okay, Sarah. But it's short, right, Sarah? Yeah,
2: it's real short. I'll say it real quick and real easy. Okay.
1: The Wait, title, what, what?
2: explosion. The feeling freaked out.
1: Okay, but this isn't the one I interpreted like two this years ago. This is new. This is
2: from Saturday.
1: You had another explosion dream? Because I remember oh, you. These are
2: like. <laughs> Everything's exploding, and I'm always getting shot.
1: Yeah. Constantly. No, I really remember you.
2: Yeah, this one's even weirder. Okay. Um, Freaked out. I don't know if that's a feeling. It can be a uh, feeling. It is now, in this day and age. My kids say it all the time. Severe worry. No, I don't know.
1: Freaked out.
2: Okay. I'm in New York City.
1: Not at the college this time?
2: No. And... I'm walking in the street with Vince. I don't know what Vince means, but we can... Somebody
1: look up Vince.
2: Probably means prince. What is it? Overcomer.
1: So there's a reason she's walking with Vince. There's a reason Vince is in the dream. There's multiple levels to dreams, but we always take the first level and say, how does Vince relate to me? I'm acting out in the dream, so therefore Vince must mean something to me. This isn't about Vince, but at some level it may... After you get the first level, because okay. God has a, an amazing way of intri- intricating things. Is that a word? But if it, Webster didn't get them all. If it is, it is now. I always make up words when I preach. It's amazing.
2: Okay, my own um, dictionary. The sky starts to turn bright, purple, pink and orange. Purple, Purple, pink, and orange.
1: Oh, uh. Oh, my books, if you would like to buy a digital version of the book, uh, because it's not in hard copy yet. Um, We're getting there because we're trying to expand it. Uh, And the dream symbols, Catherine has a thumb drive to sell you. So that's where you can get that. Go
2: ahead. The sun... It started to grow and it became four times its normal size. She has these
1: dreams. Ooh. I don't remember her.
2: Um, and then it exploded. And Vince and I were watching it explode, and it looked like a wave of red liquid and jello. <laughs> And we were both, like, it was weird. It was like we were reading minds, and we were both thinking the same thing, like, wow, this is really it. And then the eruption of the sun caused the force of earth to, like, disappear, and everyone began being sucked into the sun.
1: Wow. I want to be sucked into the sun.
2: And... No, there was no forest. There's oh, no the force. force of the earth, like force, oh, like force. it was like a huge fog force. of sun, and people weren't like standing on the force. ground. Well, somewhere. And then Vince and I were standing behind a skyscraper, so we like couldn't directly get sucked into the sun. But we, it was like the force pulled us to a, the building like a magnet, and then. We were like sliding along the building till there was an open street, and then it sucked us into the sun. And and I was freaking out and praying the whole time, but Vince was like super chill. He was, I don't think he, and then that was, that was it. And it was so real, like I talk about it and I can still see, like the sun was huge. The end, literally. And so
1: was <laughs> it like New York City or it was New York City? It was a
2: city, but with lots of
1: skyscrapers. It might have
2: been Boston,
1: Metropolitan, not New York City, because there
2: was more openings. Like you could actually see the sun where in yeah. New York City, I don't but know it if was, you would it see the
1: sun. So why do you think it was marketplace? I mean, why do you think it was business buildings, busyness downtown? Why do you think that? Commercial, what would that speak of? What in her life would that speak of? Yeah. It could. It could speak of. She. Could, are you an intercessor, or are you prophetic in a, the office of the prophetic? Off. You know. Are you called the office of the prophetic? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. See, now you're committed. Because it's on tape. And so we have a city. Why? Why could it could it be speaking of something outside of herself, or is it speaking of something in her? It could could be, and I'm because I'm not getting any revelation on this. Somebody else may, but it could speak of um, business. Are you in? Do you have a job? Could speak of your job, right? Do You work. I have a. work. Yeah, no, I will it will work. Okay, so <laughs> master the dreamer if job. she works, and she doesn't now. So that's it. I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably not what this is about. And so I want to eliminate. What I want to do is I want to start with the local self, and 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 then I'll I'll expand the the authority, the sphere of influence. Okay, so now. Usually, if you're an intercessor or a prophetic intercessor or pastor, your sphere of influence will be bigger, so you will dream outside, further away from yourself, basically. And a lot of prophetic people will begin. In fact, my daughter had almost the exact same dream. When did you have this? Saturday. That my daughter had almost the exact same dream like a week and a half ago, almost exactly. Sun exploded, sucked in. No but way. She, and she only has a few of them a year, and she just happened to have one just like this. So when you were saying I was like, so the question is, is, once we figure this out, and does anyone have any revelation on that? Because I do not. Well, the anchor has to be where you're at. And what you're, the anchor has to be because that's going to, because this is an action. That's an action. It explodes. sun explodes. But we want to know why is she in the city? Why does it start out with her in the city? That's the question. Why is she in the city? Go ahead. Just get, hey, listen, we're just guessing here. We're just practicing. Uh Uh-huh. That bears witness. Yeah. Um, A regional influence, like something that's regional in our city. So it could be speaking of something. Do you pray for this? Do you pray for Dallas? Yeah. I know what that meant. I mean, I Do I will. I'm encouraged to. You mentioned Boston before. Does that have any...
2: My sister lives in Boston. Mm-hmm. I'm very business-oriented in general. Okay. So, like, my dreams are in business and Because, you know, we industries. can go several
1: places here. I mean, I yeah. can totally go up. You're dreaming of the end times. You know, ooh, you know, and go way far out there. You know, of course, Matthew would say, absolutely. So if he was interpreting your dream, he would have totally gone there. (laughs) I'm business-oriented, so I would have thought your work. You know, so I'm going to filter it through my filters. He'll filter it through his. And let me tell you, this is why you seek counsel and you don't shop your dream around because people get irritated with that. But you do want to get several people's idea because we are going to filter it through our learning. Don't ever think... Well, what if I give them the wrong interpretation? No, God sent them to you because he wants you to give them the interpretation through your symbols and your understanding because you're the key. So don't ever be afraid, well, I might give the wrong symbol or, or how do I know if I'm not going to, you know, screw it up or you can't. I mean, you can, <laughs> and I've seen it happen. But generally, if your heart's right and you want to, God's going to send them to you for your, your language. We all have our own dream language. So don't be afraid of your dream language because God wants to use that language. Are you going on a trip? Where at? India. India. Nope, not it. Okay, so Vince, (laughs) we know that we're going to say, Vince, who is Vince? Something she said, and you have to listen to the nuance of what the dreamer said. The dreamer said, and Vince was real chill, right? She was freaking out, and he was real chill, chill, Trying to say that as cool as I can. And so vents could be a reflection of what God's calling you to integrate into your life. <laughs> so vents can be symbolic of the Lord saying, hey, could be too intense. You know, you don't have to react this way. You know, there, let's, let's try to take on more of a calm and, and just chill out. Lord could just be saying, chill out with Vince, and that he's going to help you overcome. Yeah, that was the revelation you needed. But now the sky is pink, purple, and orange, and we always wanted to be very specific with the dreamer. Why was it pink, purple, and orange? Well, we know that, that of course, sun sets. This, where the sun sets, it turns the different colors both. But But uh, purple represents royalty, can represent royalty, pink. Can represent love or what else? Orange. Say that again. Innocence. Innocence. Yep. And then orange represent can represent can represent uh, perseverance. In the negative sense, it can also represent the demonic Halloween. Black, black and orange can also be a demonic color. Every symbol has a positive and negative meaning. Okay. Every symbol has a mirrored meaning. All right. So we have. And, and how do we know which way to go with these colors? Do we go to the positive or the negative meaning? Well, the dream, I'm going to say, is positive, even though you felt like, oh, you know, it, it, it's a branding dream. It's something that you're not going to forget about. Um, but it is a positive dream, and it's positive because he wants you to start behaving in a different ma- manner. He wants you to start behaving in a different manner. You're with, Vince is, is a mirrored image of you. You see, you need to take on some characteristics that God's trying to integrate. And so when I say, when we talk about Vince, what, what brings up, Vince, close your ears because I want her to be honest. He's rude. Just kidding. <laughs> he's
2: too honest. Just kidding.
1: What would you say about Vince and the natural?
2: Um, he's very honest. accepting, lots of freedom. Is there,
1: is there any characteristics in him that you don't have but would like to have? Yes. And what is that?
2: Mm, how chill, I think he is. Yeah.
1: And I think <laughs> in the dream, that's what it was talking about. You need to, mm-hmm. to chill out because, because something's coming. Yeah. Something's coming, and if you don't have that perspective, you're, you're going to lose control. It's, you're going to lose control. So is the sun exploding good or bad? Good or bad, Catherine? Good or bad? Good. But see, and you have to say, sucked up into the sun.
2: Yes, you could see people like being sucked down the street and then up to the sun.
1: (laughs) A rapture. (laughs) Matthew, go ahead. Kate. Rising above. Yeah. They were being sucked up, sucked out, or or how were they being? Was it a lot of fear and chaos?
2: You couldn't hear anything because it was Definitely. like... No, it was just like, I don't know how to... Like in space, mm-hmm. you can't... Like it felt uh-huh. like space had erupted on earth, and they were just like... Yeah. And so you couldn't hear anything. You could just kind of see this mistiness, and people... Kind of like, uh, what is it, when you have the ball and it goes up and it comes you down. You were hiding
1: behind the skyscraper? Yeah. And the skyscraper Well, we weren't hiding. Me.
2: We were just, like, walking, and we happened to be behind the skyscraper, and so we didn't were, get sucked in directly. you were
1: uh, walking against it?
2: No, we were walking down the sidewalk, mm-hmm. and then the force of the sun was sucking everything like a magnet toward it, but we couldn't go, like, the sun wasn't sucking up the buildings. Mm-hmm. It was just the people. And so we just, like, kind of slammed against the building, and then it dragged us along the side, Mm -hmm. and then to where there was an open path for the sun to take us.
1: Yeah, anybody? (laughs) Go for it. Mm Yeah, I'm done. You can teach now. What? Hats off to you, man. That was awesome. Did that Did that bear witness with you? Yeah? No, okay. What do you think it meant? What do you think the sun means four times bigger? I don't
2: know if the color, because, like, when the sun exploded, it was so vibrant, like, the red, and, like, it looked like like, liquid, like, mm-hmm. maybe fire. But I was, and then I started Googling, like, what the sun looks like, and, like, but.
1: You were meditating on it?
2: Yeah, I was, like, is this, like, real? Like, is this really what it, it would look sun? like? But I don't know why it turned, like, that color, and I don't know. it. That totally is totally valid, but, yeah, I don't know.
1: Is it something that you might have a hard time accepting? That are you accept? Are you having a hard time accepting the aha moment?
2: I'm not sure what you're saying. Or are you having a
1: hard, hard time, time accepting ex- what he ha- has just said? Is there a level of of fear fear that it that it's for you? No. No. It, so you're pretty confident in. I know
2: that's what the Lord has called me to do.
1: Okay. And so, what do you think that the Maybe that's it, or are you searching for something out? Because what I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out is, that it, and we can leave it? Mm-hmm. or are you, Because I don't want to leave this, or is there something we still need to pine after with you?
2: I think I'm not afraid of the business. Like, yeah. I enjoy the business, but I'm accounting and film major, so I know how to integrate the two. So I don't think I have a fear of business. I'm using business as an advantage to uh-huh. continue.
1: Okay, anybody else? Get anything? Jared's trying to get me to wrap it up. Somebody wants to go home. I'm flying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's what I think, too. It's the sun being sucked into the sun. And that's what he was saying, that because of her actions of correct, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Being sucked up into the sun and, and having business in the way cannot be in the way of being sucked up into the sun. Did that, is that the aha moment? Okay, good. We're going to go home. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you entertaining me all. I love you, and I will see you again.